With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Won't back down. With Will Levinson, Jake Lehman, and Sam Potosa. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm Zach Alpern, and I'm so happy to finally be here with my co-host, Jake Lehman and Sam Potosa. That was a pretty good Big Will impersonation, Wait, honestly. He, it's more you're, like not, a, you're not tall. Wait, who, it's more Sam. like a Will Levinson. Who is Will this Levinson? Guy? He, well, he's not tall. Well, I'd like to uh, formally announce that Won't Back Down is actually expanding our operation a little bit. We're giving a little tryout today to none other than Zach Galpern. Galpern is in his fourth year here at the University of Florida. He's an engineering student, but has plenty of experience in the sports production realm. And you're not going to meet a bigger Gator fan than this guy. This guy, you've been to every single Gator game. <laughs> I, I, pretty much, yeah. We'd <laughs> like to call him our non-football sport expert analyst. Yeah. Guest expert analyst. Except for today's show. He's a co- we'll call him a foreign correspondent. And a football expert. Kind of. I wouldn't say expert. I'm a big football yeah. fan. I'm very passionate. Well, we're in everything school. You're an everything guy. I would also like to say I'm not as tall as Big Will, but I am six feet tall. So just putting that out Ladies. There. Ladies. I have a girlfriend. Ladies. Yeah. Yes. Six feet. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, uh, former high school newscaster here, so you're in your realm a little bit. Former yes. CBS sports intern. Yep. Wordle enthusiast. Engineer. I love Wordle. I do. Wordle. The whole Ertle. universe, the, or the Ertle I universe. And I do seven Ertle variants. I get, I get, I get texts. I get world. <laughs> I mean, do you do CF Bortle? He does CF Bortle. I, I hate CF Bortle. Did you get to yeah, it I don't do it. It sucks. It's so random. Like I don't know what they want. Do they well, want a school? Do they want a player name? Like one day it was go, it today, no. one day it was fucking Idaho. Yeah. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to spoil today's, but you haven't done it. You haven't done spoil it. Yet. I, I, spoil it. it. Go, uh, you want to spoil it? Like put your hands in your ears. I'm not gonna do it. Just say it. Meyer. See, oh. I, there's no rhyme or reason to what they are. Like, at least, it, have you ever done Pirtle? I have done Pirtle. Pirtle is an NBA player concretely. I actually have two guesses left of my Pirtle today. Oh, it's impossible. You're never going to get it. I got the team right. I, I had to cheat. I, it was impossible. <laughs> I there's, I'd never even heard of this player. Yeah, I don't know many Denver Nuggets. No, exactly. I'd never heard of this player. Yeah. But, yeah, Galpern is on the podcast today. He's filling in for Big Will. Big Will is not feeling great. We send our best thoughts and wishes to him. This is going to be our last podcast for a week because we are going on spring break. Two weeks. Two Two weeks. weeks. We are going on spring break. As we always say, this is a student-run podcast, and we have deserved some well-deserved off time. Agreed. Definitely. What are you guys doing? Are you going to Vegas? Yes. Where are you going to Vegas? (laughs) You're going to Vegas, yeah. Are you going to put in any college football futures bets? Can't tell you. Mm. 
Maybe I'll have you guys put in a bed for me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. More, growing up, when I, my dad would always have a conference in Vegas like once a year, and every time he would go, he would call me and be like, all right, what team do you want, want to pick to win the national championship this year? Never once hit, but can't score a few. Why didn't shoot. you just pick Alabama every year? You'd well, because the odds are terrible. You want to pick something you're going to get good odds for. Yeah. You're right. I remember one year, I, I, I was really young, but I picked, like, Trayvon Boykin TCU one year. Should have known a Big 12 team wasn't going to win. Like, one of the yeah. fo- one of the hardball year, one of the first hardball years, years, I picked though, Michigan. I got to say, they could, that, that TCU team could have won. I mean, they should have made the playoff. One of, the, one of those teams, Baylor so or TCU, should have made the playoff. Mm-hmm. I remember I was at a Dolphins game during that uh, playoff announcement. I was like, what? TCU didn't make it? And that was the only, that was the first one, and there was controversy, and then we thought, oh, crap, every year there's going to be controversy like this, and then there never really was. Funny thing is, they got it right, because the four seed was Ohio State who went on. Yeah, the funny thing is, they usually get it right. Like, people like to pitch and moan, but they usually get it right. They usually get it right because there's only two or maybe three each year that really matter. Yeah, and those teams always get and, in, and there's usually, know? and this is why I'm... It doesn't matter who goes I'm for star- most of the time. I actually support the BCS. There's always two teams that are just above and beyond better than everybody else. And that, the system we had before worked. I mean, you could have slightly tweaked it to make the games a little more exciting. But bowl games are less exciting than they were before. There was still the lure of making a BCS bowl game. Like, I mean, they, they could use the similar format, but use BCS rankings maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was exciting too when you would see the, like, the playoff rankings. It's just a group of people sitting in a room making decisions. BCS rankings is math. It's a concrete yeah. ranking that you have every week with a strict algorithm. It, it was exciting. It's objective, too. Yeah, it's objective. Exactly. Everyone's objective. on a level playing field. It's kind of yeah. like the LSAT. Oh, well, don't even field. talk about no. that. We'll, we'll cut that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, there's a lot about the current landscape of college football that we don't like. Galpern is very, a vocal guy. Galpern so, is very vocal. I mean, if you follow my burner account on Twitter, you'd know that. But. It's, not, it's not a burner account if you publicize it. Well, I never said who it was. Huh? There you go. Still a burner. Um, so, yeah, we've got a couple things that make us angry about college football that we want to go through. Today. Yeah, so I figure that's how we'll start off the show. We'll, we'll get our special guest here, Zach Galpern, to start off. Well, what angers you about Grind the sport that we all love so much? What angers me about college football? Brian Kelly. Oh, yeah, I hate that dude. Yeah, he makes me angry. Yeah, I was sitting in Batesy's class the other day, and Batesy was just going on and on. He was like, I don't get how anyone could commit to this guy. He was like, if this guy was doing this for my university, he was like, there's no shot in hell I would ever commit to this guy. If you don't know who I'm referring to, I'm talking about James Bates, the all-SEC linebacker from the 1996 1996 National Championship team. But, yeah, Brian Kelly's the worst. The thing about Kelly is he just seems so inauthentic, too. Like if you're gonna so be weird, if you're gonna be weird, just be yourself. Be weird. Be an asshole. Be like, an asshole. Be the scumbag that we all know you are because we've watched you for the past 15 years at Cincinnati and Notre Dame. Be yourself. That's who players want to commit to. Not this cornball image that you've created for yourself. I mean, it clearly worked. Unless you actually ended up having a pretty good recruiting class. But I don't think that has anything to do with Kelly. It's, I it's geography. I I said on the show the other day, and I got some angry text disagreeing with me, but I said Dan Mullen could pull in a top eight recruiting class at LSU, and I stand by that because it's LSU. I mean, he pulled in a top eight. maybe the easiest pitch in the country. He, to- he pulled in a top eight at Florida one year. Didn't we finish eight one year? Yeah, but uh, those Somewhere kids didn't qualify. There. Like, uh, four yeah, of those kids thing. didn't make like, it like, in. And then, Mullen's, yeah. Mullen's classes would finish high, but at least half of them He'd fill would qualify kids or never see the Chris field. Steele. Like, uh, top recruits would be guys like Amari Bernie, who didn't really. Like Alpern has a story about Chris Steele. I I think he thinks he's the reason. Yeah, you I have a story about Chris Steele. I don't know if I should tell it, but. Um, it's too late now. It was a night out in the town, the, mid- the midtown, and you know, Chris Steele happened to be there. And, you know, I was, I was young and I was enthusiastic about, you know, the Gators, obviously, the Gator football team. And Chris Steele was here on a visit, and I went up to him, 
said like, hey, Chris, welcome to Florida. And he just kind of gave me a head nod. I turned around. A few days later, he decommits. So I don't know if it was because of me, but definitely could. I, I think we could safely say it was because of you now. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. You, you are the reason that we had one of the worst secondaries in college football this year. <laughs> you know what? Is well, Zach Galpern to blame for the 2020 team not yeah. making the, uh, my, my column? Well, I, I'm pretty prom- prominent right now in the Florida Florida media landscape uh if you see lots of articles about billy napier the front picture the thumbnail for most of these articles is me shaking billy's hand i wonder if i google billy napier florida if i go through the images have you washed the hands probably up there i i have not i have not washed the hands i don't blame you it's been a few months i got cropped Um, out of the photo i think you can make a few more months at least until the anymore. Utah game. Now, if we lose the Utah game, maybe you wash it. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Oh, but here it is. Here's, here's the pick. How many pictures I found it. it? Not that many. If you scroll, I mean, yeah, they, I mean, they used it as the Twitter thumbnail for a couple of months for every. Yeah. Yeah. I still see I mean, it. I made 24 7 front page, actually. So. I think I made it my Twitter header. I'm not sure. You might have. But uh, what else it. makes us angry about college football? Except for Flawjaw, neutral site games. Yeah. Get rid of them. I don't know. The thing about that is some of these new stadiums are just so fucking cool, man. Like, I think Elysian Stadium is the coolest stadium on the planet. And people will be like, Sofi. But I'm talking about in terms of environment, in terms of game-watching experience, I think Allegiant is like the cream of the crop. I hate right them. Now. It takes away the feel. Yeah, but even so, if you get a packed like Allegiant Stadium or a packed Mercedes-Benz Stadium for a preseason, not saying this is happening, but like a preseason Georgia versus Texas game, that would be crazy. Yeah, but I mean, Galper can attest. What makes college football so great is, you know, the, the you know, being a fan, the atmosphere. Yeah. Well, okay. The energy. And, and you don't get that with Georgia Oregon's in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Well, yeah, it's, that's okay. one. It'll be filled with Georgia fans, but even then, it'll be maybe a half as loud as it would be in Sanford Stadium. Give me a home and home. Have Georgia yeah. go up to the Pacific Northwest. Kind of like what Florida and um, Utah are doing. I'm so, I, I mean, yeah, I... I'm a little tired. I, I can't get as adamant and uh, ang- as worked up today as I'd like, but I hate neutral site games. And I just want to say one thing about that. I hope some of y'all agree. I like most of them. Like, for example, Auburn, Oregon, a few years ago. That was a fantastic atmosphere. Okay, but it was a good game. But imagine that was on campus at Jordan-Hare. I agree. I agree. Jordan-Hare! First game of the season, I think it's okay. But there are some games like this year, FSU is playing in the Superdome versus LSU. Like, Why? Why can you imagine Death Valley? Can you imagine? I don't get it. That, I don't Swag get surfing like that. for Norvell in, yeah, in Doak sick. and then getting blown out by <laughs> BK and the boys. You know? That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, they so almost th- beat BK week one last Thank week. you, Scott Strickland, for we don't have any neutral site games scheduled for the next decade. He went out and, I mean... Oh yeah, he gave us a lot of fun road trips we, to we take, really, because we've got Boulder on Boulder. top. We've got, we've got Cal Berkeley. We've got... Arizona State pool parties yeah. when we're like 28 years old. We, oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. that, that'll be right up our alley. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame, I think. We're, oh, yeah, we are playing Notre Dame. My younger brother, go. who's 11 years old, will be junior or senior at UF when that game rolls around. Huh. Texas. Who all, the well, Texas, Texas game be, will get reworked because the, they'll be. That'll a, probably just be our out of division matchup there. Yeah. If they're not in, or there may not even be divisions, there might just be pods. Did you mention Colorado yet? Yeah, we did talk about Boulder. Boulder. That would yeah. be a cool one. That'd I've never be been to Boulder, so I can see a world where I go to that one. I'm really yeah. excited for this Utah game, though. I, 
I said this on the pod last week, and I got a lot of, like Lehman did, I got a lot of angry texts, a lot of angry responses. Hmm. I think the Utah game has the potential to be the greatest game in our college experience. Maybe not yes. for you guys, because you guys were here for that LSU game. I was here, too. I just came up. And we had that Auburn game. I got that Auburn game in the Alabama so game. So far, it's the Auburn game. But, but just think about it in terms of this Utah game. It is certainly going to be a night game. It yep. is the first game of the year. The first game under the Billy Napier era, and if you haven't been on campus to see, people love Billy Napier on this campus. Never right felt this way. We'll about see that. how quickly that turns around. No, I don't know. People were tizzing about Mullen in the first two years. It feels different, though. I think. I don't know. Yeah. I, because of the persona. I don't know. The, the the girls were posted on Instagram like Dan, Dan Mullen. Mullen is gonna Dan coach Mullen sports. is my father. <laughs> like Dan Mullen, will leave my school over we yours. Like top like five university. Well, like, Mullen was a part of all of that. Don't don't kid ourselves. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, but. I'm, this it just in terms of it's going to be a top ten team coming in week one a night game first game of new coach if we win that game and let's say Anthony Richardson or Jack Miller because it's been a touchy subject around these parts recently even though we unanimously agree as a which podcast, parts not this not, not, not this in part. this room won't back down in endorses Anthony Richardson and Anthony we'll Rich- die yes. on that hill but <laughs> I'm just saying I, I think if we win that game holy shit man that it's the swap is going to explode yeah, I mean. But I'll give a little backstory. I grew up Miami fan. Yeah, whatever. Boo. Um, I wasn't sure how I'd feel coming to UF, but the moment I stepped into the swamp for that Charleston Southern game in 2018, Dan Mullen era, swamp was rocking. I fell in love, and it's just I I think this game will be ten times that feeling, especially if we win. Oh my God, ten times that feeling because, like I said, it's a preseason top ten team. And to add fuel to the fire, Muhammad Diabate is going to be starting oh, and wow. chasing after Anthony Richardson or Jack Miller, which I hate that I have to say that. But <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Richardson or Emory but, Jones or Emory Jones. Emory Jones. People don't talk about that. Actually, we did talk about that a week ago. Did we? Uh, we did, and yeah. and we we discussed a little he's bit how Dan Mullen's going to have to go. There's no doubt in my mind. Take he's the GRE, change his career if Anthony, if Emory turns out to be good. But as an aside. We've talked about this before, Zach. We would like to extend a thank you to Dan Mullen for giving us a few fun years of college football-wise. Can you imagine being a student here during the Muschamp or the McElwain era? Be grateful. Be thankful. It didn't work out like any good, like any failed relationship that you can look back and there's. I feel like I was probably one of the most outspoken Dan Mullen critics for a long, especially on this. You were ahead of the curve, yeah. But well, this podcast didn't take long. I still always say those first two years, man. Were awesome. They they were those first two years. He could do no wrong. I mean, we lost to Kentucky, which sucked, but other than that, like he could do no wrong. Those first two years. The third year was fun, but really frustrating because we knew that was a team capable of winning the national championship, and we just so underachieved. We had four losses with yep. probably the. Besides, I had this conversation with my dad this weekend actually because I told him I think Pitts is the best skill position player I've ever seen at Florida, and he told me he thinks it's Percy, which I I agree it probably is Percy. But very close. I mean, you had the best tight, probably the best tight end in school history, one of the best receiving rooms in school history, one of the best quarterbacks in school history, a good offensive line and pass protection. They yep. struggled in run protection, but that should have been an easy fix in strength and conditioning. And that didn't matter. We didn't need it, to. it didn't matter. We didn't need to. It didn't it matter. Defense. Yeah, it was the defense. It, it just. Uh, if you talk to any math nerds out there, there was actually no reason for us to run the ball. No, there was no reason. Even though we had Damian Pierce. Was. We had Damian Pierce. That's crazy. Don't even get and me started Pierce. on Damian Pierce. Uh, right, but, but even if we had a running game, it would have been less. It, efficient for us to run the football when the pass first game was two so years, Mullen, awesome. The offense loved was him. Not the problem. I can, I loved him. Third year was when I really started to get mad. Some chinks in the and armor. The LSU yeah. game was like the uh, the nail in the coffin. I was like, fuck this. Zach, guy. you want to talk about our experience at the LSU game first? Oh man, 
We were in what row two, around about the 30, 40 yard line. Yeah, the LSU wide receivers coach. We were cracking jokes oh, with yeah. him all day, all day, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, we get a huge stop on third down, and all of a sudden the shoe goes flying. I'm like, what? what well, I turn around to dap up you guys. Yeah, everyone around me was cheering. All of a sudden, I see a shoe thrown. I see a flag. And I'm like, guys, then we don't need to talk about the rest. I was sitting behind the goalposts that Evan McPherson missed. And I was sitting next to one of my friends who actually got caught on the Surrender Cobra. Oh, no. He, he wanted it, though. Yes, it was sick, but he said all game that if something like that happens, he wants to be on camera for it. And he, he was trying to get me to do it with him. But when we missed that field goal, my only reaction was, like, to sit down in the bleachers a couple rows back and just, like, put my hand over my face and be like, holy shit, man, we really had a chance to make the college football playoff and we just blown it off a thrown shoe. And the crazy thing is we could have won that game. I mean, Trask did everything he could in 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, the shoe throw was, like, the direct – yeah, I would say, like, the direct reason we lost that game, but it's mostly because we sat Kyle Pitts for no reason. Yeah. Sat Kyle Pitts for no reason, and honestly – That is the reason. It was a look-ahead spot. Yeah. What speaking, kind of, of, speaking of Trask, I really hope Trask gets a fair shot to win this. It seems drive. like Bruce Arians going to at least give him a fair shake and at I, it. I don't know how you can write out Kyle Trask. I mean, this is a guy who didn't play football for eight years and came in and was a Heisman finalist. Like, the, I don't get how you can write this write this guy off. He I, didn't I, play for eight years. He was a backup no for eight years. I had no idea. Huh? What? Nope, never heard before. <laughs> who started over him? Um, it was this guy named Felipe Franks. He had a really big <laughs> arm. He what does. about in high school? Who started? Um, it was this guy named Dierra King. He, he oh. tore his ACL at Miami. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, so what annoys me about college football? I guess I never really went into that one. Um, I'm not the sport itself. I'm going to talk more about the fans here. I cannot stand when fans do not understand name, image, and likeness, and when fans <laughs> are like, "This NIL stuff is ruining college football." You guys it, know it, the it, meme. It's it's not hard to understand. All the old heads on Twitter. Yes. It's, it's really not hard to understand. And simply put, this is what should have been happening for the past 50 years. Players should be allowed to make endorsements on, off themselves. That's all it is. Now, given there might be some behind-the-scenes stuff where, like, schools like Texas A&M are using their oil money as NIL deals, and you can't see me doing air quotes here. But that'll be—we're still in the relative newness of this legislation. That'll be amended. But stop hating. These players put their lives on the line— for 15 games a year, if they go all the way, 15 games a year, more like 12, 13 or 14, but they put their bodies on the line for your fucking enjoyment. Stop complaining. Allow them to make money and set up their families. It really bothers me, and I hate when I hear this NIL stuff. That's my least favorite phrase of all time. I produce sports with Steve Russell a lot, and they callers all the time will call and be like, this NIL stuff. <laughs> Stop! Call it what it is. Anyway, name, image, and likeness. Mm. Players allowed to make money off their name, just like you are, fucking Jim Bob. <laughs> Jim Bob, if you claim to be a supporter of the free market and capitalism, which we are on this podcast, then you should be in full support of name, image, and likeness. Of course, it should have been. Ha- it should have happened fifty years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine what Archie Griffin could have done with back-to-back Heisman's. He would have been the face of Cadillac. I'll say it. If you hate NIL, you hate America. I, I agree. If you hate NIL, you hate capitalism, you hate democracy, you hate America, and you hate fun. You hate fun. I hate fun. Yeah. How do you hate fun? How do you hate fun? fun? You can't. Mm. So, yeah, that's my little We do there. have to step I also our, do. Um, Georgia annoys me. But oh, yeah. Well, Georgia, they're fans. That's God. given. And yeah. it really annoys me that they won a national championship. But did we talk about this last week? I might have talked about it with my dad. Uh, but 
I'm really interested to see how Stetson Bennett plays next year. I'm not. I've I've been thinking about it. I like, really been thinking late about at it. Night. I'm glad you are too. Like, man, is he really? Really? It's, it's it's one of those really it's, awkward things. It's awkward it's because awkward. if he comes very back awkward. and he plays like shit and they bench him for like Vandergriff. It's so awkward. Like, what, what do you do? It's <laughs> uncomfortable. It's, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable situation. You know, it's, it's, unfortunately, it's, it's a good story, but I will be very, I hope I don't eat my words. I'll be very happy if he comes back and is the starter. Yeah. It could do be you a, think they're better off of Vandergriff? Yeah. I yeah. think they're better off with a lot. They probably are. On their roster. But knowing Kirby Smart, I think Stetson Bennett will be the starter, and I'm okay with that. He has to be the starter. I mean, this guy just won you a national championship. you yeah. you got to start him. He doesn't have to be. I mean, he doesn't have to be. He will be. He doesn't have to be. You're playing an Oregon team that has a lot of turnover. It, it, it might as well start a veteran quarterback. It might, yeah. I and, I mean, uh, the narrative around Stetson Bennett gets shifted in ways where people make him out to be a bad quarterback. He's not. He was carried by probably the best defense we've seen in, in at least a decade this past season, though. He played really well last year. He played really well. His he his deep ball improved a lot. You know, there were many times yeah, where I saw him just throw dots. You can get by with Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett will be going pro in something other than sports, and that's okay. That's Maybe okay. the XFL. That's okay. Um, so Zach, as our resident. Non-football expert analyst. I think we've got to get into some other stuff today. Yeah, that's that's fine with me. I love talking other stuff. Um, we we've got, got a, a big series coming up. One of the most underrated. I'm not even sure if it's underrated. One of the the best rivalries in college baseball. Who the Gators have been rolling so far. Um, the Gators are heading to Miami to Coral Gables this weekend for a huge baseball series against, I believe, number 24 Miami. Uh, the Gators last night had a huge win over FAMU, 17-0, 21 hits, only one error. Some great pitching, great hitting, obviously. And I, I've recently become a huge college baseball fan. It's something that, especially with the MLB lockout, um, it's going to be a, a huge thing this season. And this is a great series to really show, you know, if the Gators can overcome what they did last year, you know, very disappointing season after being ranked unanimously number one preseason, um, getting blown out in our own regional. Um, but it's going to be a very, very exciting weekend for Gators baseball. Um, I, I don't follow the team more than the next guy, but working at WRUF, WRUF is the home of Gators baseball. So I, I know a fair amount, and I think this team is much better. Not much better, because a lot of it's a lot of the same they are players, much better, but they're, they're better than last year. Because and I think a lot of it has to do with having that ace Hunter Barco on Friday nights that gives you a lot of cushion going into the weekend, yep. and having midweek guys like Garrett Milchin, who I don't know if you know his story, but Milchin was a freshman on the 2017 team. Mm -hmm. He's dealt with injuries now. He's a graduate student. He pitched a gem, a shutout last night against FAMU. I, I think having those guys really ensures it, and I also think having a guy like Colby Halter. As your leadoff hitter, a guy who can mash as your leadoff hitter. Sterling Thompson hitting at the three spot. Judd Fabian, who kind of got off to a slow start, but even having him use a second round pick by the Red Sox last year at your number two, I mean, that's a hell of an order. Yeah, I mean, it, the entire lineup, there are six players in the entire lineup, everyone who's played so far, only six players hitting under 300. That includes Judd Fabian, who's at 289, but he has three home runs. He's been heating up lately. So when your leadoff spot's hitting 429, you got Judd at that second spot. Sterling Thompson is at 425, slugging 850. It's just it's I actually, unreal. I was 
a beat writer for the Buholes Bobcats baseball team my freshman year of college. And Sterling Thompson played for North Marion. And North Marion mm. came into town in Buholes. And Sterling Thompson's first pitch of the night, he just sent it over the fence. Oh, yeah. That's how he is. Yeah, he's. I might have a video that's somewhere on my phone. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it, and I, I saw that he was committed to UF. I was like, oh, shit. This guy's legit. Yeah. Look at him now. He's mashing. Preseason, Kevin O'Sullivan did say that he is probably our best hitter and is going to be in the pros and going to be very Him and Halter are probably the two best hitters. Yeah. Yeah, but Gators baseball, I mean, they're already a quarter of the way done with the season. It's a 56-game season, and they've played, what, like 15, 16 games already? Yeah, they have played. Uh, Goes by yeah, quick. I mean, SEC there. play starting soon. And mm-hmm. for those, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're an SEC fan. Ten but games. There are a lot of SEC fans out there who care more about college baseball than basketball. It's very and true. It's, been a little, it's changed over the past couple of years because SEC basketball has gotten bigger, and we'll talk about that in a second. But... Uh, yeah, col- you can't deny that college baseball is huge in the SEC. And in the stadiums are nice in some minor league parks. I mean, Florida Ballpark is beautiful. Florida Ballpark should not be allowed. It is so nice. It is such a good place to go watch a baseball game. I hate sitting on that grass field, but the seats are so oh, nice. I love the grass. I don't love the grass field. Exactly. I, I usually just go into the outfield and sit in like those patio chairs yeah. if did, I ever go. Did, did you know that they have ice cream at the baseball games? They have ice cream ice at cream. baseball games? Really? Do, do they ice have it in those little helmets? That would be awesome. That would, that would be sick. They do. do they actually in the little helmets? Yeah, they do. And they also have fried key lime pie. What? Oh. That sounds Okay, now you got me talking about That sounds actually kind of wow. fire. Holy shit. My favorite dessert. Key I lime do pie. like key fried? lime pie. I love we'll key see. lime pie. Favorite dessert. I'll, I've become a big cheesecake guy cheesecake. In, my, in my later years. Love che- it. Le- your later years. In my later yeah. years. I, I'm a big cheesecake guy. I'm a fan. Interesting. Yeah. I, I can never get around to the cheesecake. Oh, it's so good. And you get it with like a little strawberry drizzle on top. That's fire. Isn't there a cream cheese element in there? I you don't can't. even taste the cream cheese though. It's like there's cream. Like you like red velvet cake? No, I think red velvet cake's incredibly overrated. Actually, holy shit! It's you cho- see, it's I chocolate love cake with cream cheese. It's not chocolate thing. cake. And it's red. It's pretty much chocolate. It's not chocolate. It's red velvet. It's red. It's, it's food dye. It's chocolate. It's rich. It's not chocolatey. It's chocolate. rich. That's why you think it's chocolatey. It's just rich. It's rich in flavor. It's chocolate. Yeah. yeah. I always hated it. <laughs> I'm a big red velvet guy, so yeah, you guys are missing out. But yeah, it's your brand. Gator baseball got off has been off to a great start. A team who got off to a great start though and kind of tailed off in middle of the season, and that's being kind. You knew we'd bring you here, Zach. I'm sorry. It's Gators basketball. You know we got to do it, and we are two days away from our senior day, where we are going to host Kentucky at the Odom at 2 p.m. It's a massive game. I, I think you have to win it if you uh, want to. So here's the thing about that. The Vanderbilt game the other night, it, first of all, it's extremely sad that we got to that point where it was an absolute must win to even have a chance at the tournament to beat Vanderbilt. We're down seven with three, four minutes to go, and we just have a miraculous comeback like we have had in some games because the team has the talent. But we ended up pulling that game off, and now we, I, we don't need to beat Kentucky. If we do, we're almost a lock for the tournament to make the tournament. We need to win two more games total. Yeah, so the ma- I would say the magic number is two. You beat Kentucky, and then you win your first. You cannot lose your first game in the SEC no. tournament. We need two games, even if we beat Kentucky, because of that absolutely awful quad four Texas Southern loss. We got destroyed by Texas Southern. I was in the building for that. That was not fun. So was I. It was absolutely terrible. And to make it worse, you know who the coach of Texas Southern is? Should we know that? Hint, 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 little hint, little hint. He is a former 
coach of a rival team for the Gators. Huh. He coached a prominent NBA star who actually recently just got traded. Took a big dip. It's, it's, it John, it's, it's Johnny Jones, the former LSU coach. Oh. Who recruited Ben Simmons and got fired after he didn't make the NIT or the NCAA tournament with Ben Simmons. We should have known about Ben Simmons back then. We should have known. Yeah. Yeah. But well, Shaq's son is also on that team. So, you know, that was a while ago. But yeah, I mean, the be- it's the best time of the year. It's March. This is March, baby. This is March. But I, it'll be really sad if we don't see the Gators in the tournament. I, I'm not expecting them to. This is the way me and my roommate, Josh Edelman, who's a huge Gator basketball fan, if we make the tournament, I actually might try and get him on here to talk some college basketball. But we say and this Jones. team is not good. This team is, talent-wise, this team is not good. They are not very talented, but they do have heart. They, they so, like playing for each other. They, I think they like playing for Mike White. I, I, I don't know. Like They play hard. That, that's all you can say about them. I'm going to disagree with you. I think this team is talented. Oh, I the coaching strongly. is not there. Well, you see what Tyree Appleby can do. You see what I don't think they, I don't do. think they're very talented. I think he chucks up shots. Well, here, here's our X factor. Flanders Fleming, who had a fantastic start to the season before SEC play, basically went ghost mode for, you know, first half of SEC play. He's been doing very well recently. Absolutely torched his old, uh, or his current fan base uh, at Georgia. <laughs> and the Gator t- basketball team is actually 13-4 and four when Flanders scores in double digits. So when Flanders Fleming is going off, Gators have a great chance the, to win. The trio of I mean, you saw it on the last play. It was Appleby to Castleton to Fleming. Yep. That trio is going to determine how far we go in this month? How far we go in the SEC tournament? And if we are ever so lucky to make the NCAA tournament, how far we'll go in the NCAA tournament? But would we, we would accept our NIT invite, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't want to watch that. I wouldn't watch that. Yeah, we, we get to go probably. Tyree Appleby NIT like MVP tournament MVP. I'd, well, I'd, the I'd cool it. thing about the NIT is that if you do go far enough to make it to the Final Four, you get to go to Madison Square, get to play in Madison Square yeah, Garden, cool. which is cool. It's cool experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. why not? But yeah, it's. Huge week for Gators basketball. You want to find out, I mean, we're a Gators football podcast, but if you want to find out more about it, you should go on to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Look up Young and the Rowdies. It's Patrick Young's podcast with the Field of 68 Media Network. We just released an episode today with Zach Abelverde, the great writer for On3 Sports, talking about the Kentucky game, talking about their chances in the SEC tournament. Go give a listen if you want to know more about SEC basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but we are a, a Gator football podcast, and we'll, we'll get to a couple other sports later. But Fantastic. you alerted me to some really good news today on, on the um, – Recruiting side, huge news, and yeah, you, you you broke it to me. You break it to our listeners, Zach. Yeah, so Ahmad Black has just been hired as the defensive back and safety coach at Lakeland. Really, which is absolutely massive. That's, That's big good for us. Yeah, for us, Polk County. We've got Lake Gibson. Obviously, is where Cormani McLean is, and you know, hopefully that turns into a happy birthday, Florida yeah, Miami. Can we, recruiting can we talk about the Cormani McLean birthday video? <laughs> That was hilarious. Oh, uh, the FSU. FSU I mean, I both, am, of, both of them were funny. I am I mean, a, a self-proclaimed, um, what is just a terrible tech person. I know nothing about technology. Uh, I mean, I'm still wearing the wired headphones. I could have edited the go out of the, the video. You saw that? <laughs> the FS- So for those of our listeners who don't know, I can play it. Miami did a bunch of stuff for Cormani McLean's birthday. I mean, they, they sent him a personal a bunch of personal stuff. Florida made... What I thought was a pretty cool video, right? 
You know, um, a bunch of players cool. wishing him happy it birthday. Cool. It, it didn't feel forced. It, it felt pretty authentic. Cringy. It was, it was some of it was a little cringy. Come on, some of it. But the best part of it was Corey. Was Corey Raymond? Corey Raymond. Like everyone was like, he "Happy birthday, cool. Corey Raymond!" Corey Raymond's the Corey Raymond just come on. He was like, "Hey, he was like, hey, Cormani, like when you get on campus, like we're gonna box, like <laughs> yeah, like they know." Uh, me and my mom saw him at uh, Maple Street actually the other day. Really, Corey like a cool guy. Corey yeah. Raymond's just a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like if you come on campus, you want to play for him. Yeah. I'll do, I, we say this all the time on this podcast. That is the biggest assistant coaching hire. Play it. Play it. Should I play it? Play it. Go. <laughs> they couldn't cut out the go, really. Go. <laughs> I mean, it, it's edit, you got trim, save video as new clip. You got Norvell standing there with the pink. And they look AKA. like they're being held hostage. Yeah. We're prisoners of war. It's sad what's going over on over there. It, it is sad. From, sad. Outside, from, from not our perspective, but even our perspective, because the Florida FSU rivalry used to mean something. It's really sad to see what's going on in Tallahassee. It's not a rivalry. It, it's really sad because they are one of the all-time great college football programs. They have so much history. And it's just sad to see that they can't get it right. I mean, they're kind of going through what we went through right after Urban Meyer. And maybe this next, if I don't know if Norval will write the ship, but maybe after Norval they'll get it right or they'll have their mullen where they think they get it right and then it just all goes to crap. It's interesting with FSU because they're talked about as like one of those almost blue blood, blue blood programs, right? But really outside of Bobby Bowden and then his longtime assistant Jimbo Fisher, they're a nothing football program. I mean, you, you know, s- and like you can say the same about us when though, they're not touched Spur- like, before Spurrier. Yeah, but Meyer was nowhere. Meyer did not come from. Yeah, Meyer came from from Utah. Uh, the Spurrier tree. Mullen even had some success here. FSU truly, outside of Bobby Bowden's thirty-something year run, and then Jimbo right after him, has never had yeah. been anything. So it'll be interesting to see if um, maybe they bring back someone who played for Bowden. And I think you all know exactly who I'm thinking of. Coach Prime. Coach Prime. They, they, he, they have to bring him back at some point. Yeah. I think they will. I think they want to see what happens at Jackson State. I mean, if he goes undefeated at Jackson State and is consistently bringing in top recruits year in, year out, you got to hire him. Why not? I mean, we you, say, you got to hire him. I always say, like, what must happen eventually should happen immediately. Mike Norvell's not going to. Do you really be think Mike Norvell? Yeah, even when the hire happened, Extend I was like, him. Even when the hire happened, I, I was did. like, is this really what you fired Willie Taggart for? No. Did you fire Willie Taggart to bring in someone but of the same They're going to give him a little bit more time just because. Yeah, I you mean, know, also they can't just start, shell out buyout money after buyout money. I mean, it's expensive, right? It's not, I yeah. was. I that's a great point. I was going to say you don't want to turn into a, a Tennessee type thing where you're just recycling coach every two years, but that that isn't the reason. It actually, you're right. It is. They actually just can't afford to fire him. So, no, definitely, not. especially if you want to. Imp- I mean, they're trying to climb up in the rankings. I know they're top twenty now. Top so, twenty. Oh, you're talking about like, academics. So, uh, but even yeah, like so, yeah. public schools. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, but FSU. They annoy yeah. me, too. The, the, it's not a real rivalry anymore. I will say <coughs> the worst time in my childhood was 2013 when Florida went 4-8 and eight and FSU won the national championship. I, I, was like one of the only, I was one of the only Gator fans in my friend group and in school. For whatever reason, there wasn't that many Gator fans because they sucked that year, probably. But because you're in middle I, school and, and I was just getting shit on by everyone. They were like, mm. and everyone all of a sudden was just FSU fans. Like people would look at me in the hallway and they do the chomp, and I'd, I'd be like, oh, just fuck off. Like, Name leave three me alone. players. I mean, leave me alone. In your Nike Elite socks. Yeah, oh, the Nike Elite socks were fresh. We might have to bring those back. They were. You remember yeah. the Zeke text? Did you? Were, uh, that that was a trend, maybe a cult. 
I remember Stan Sox. 2011, Stan Sox were big. Oh, all right. So in my school, sixth grade, it was the Zigtecs, the Reebok shoes with the, the the squiggly thing at the bottom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Everyone had a pair. I had a few friends that had pumps. You remember pumps? Pumps. They had, they had like, the inflatable basketball on the front, and, like, you would just click it, and, like, you was supposed to pump your okay. shoe up. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. What? Big and Boca. Um, me, LeBron's were always big. I, I always really wanted. My dream shoe was the LeBron, was probably the LeBron 8 Christmas. That, that was my dream shoe at the time. The Christmas. I was never a shoe guy. I went through a little bit of a shoe game phase, believe it or not. In, in I didn't have the money. To get, I didn't have the money to get into the shoe game. But I got a couple. I got I the Kobe. Good, I had a good friend. I, we've talked about my friend Ethan Weinstein on yeah. the podcast before, the NIL representative. He was big into the shoe game, which should come to no surprise if you know what he's doing right now. <sighs> Look at these. These were mine. These are, I'm going to show you all. The Kobe Kobe 7 Poison Dark Frogs. Oh, those are cool. Oh. They were yeah, fresh. Yeah. Those are they were fresh. I always wanted the KD4 Texases, too. The KD4 Texases were cool. And I wanted the LeBron 9 Low Liverpools, which I actually got because I had a pair of the KD5 Texases that I traded for the LeBron 9 Liverpools. And I like that was like about as far as I ever got. I had a pair of like CP3s. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I kept it simple. Maybe we should bring Dan on to talk shoes. Dan did like shoes. He did. Maybe he would come on. I mean, uh, he's he's still lurking around here. He's at Yoga Pod. He is probably at Yoga Pod right now, actually. Someone else who likes shoes. Kelly Ray Finley, newest uh, Florida Gators women's basketball coach. That that video made me smile. Yeah. They always post what shoes she's wearing for each game. It's been a mm-hmm. long time coming for Kelly Ray. She's yeah. done as about as good of a job as you could ask for this season, especially considering we lost our best player preseason, Lavender Brigman, yep. transferred. So she played the. What, she, she got, got hurt. I, I went to the opener and I was like, "Wow, this oh, Lavender yeah, we were, and Kiki. This is easily the best guard duo in Gainesville, including the men's team. Like they, they were electric together." And we were at that game together, Lehman. Yep, yep, for uh, Alberti's sports reporting class. But so she got injured. Is that? Yeah, she got I injured. I know she transferred. Yeah, transferred yeah. Yeah, Maryland, yeah. Followed yeah. Uh, Cop- Copeland. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maryland has a college basketball coaching vacancy. There's rumors that they might hire Muzzleman from Arkansas, actually. Really? I mean, Why? that is a step up job-wise. Is it? Yeah, Mar- Maryland, Maryland is a top 10 basketball job in the yeah, country. Yeah, have you seen what Arkansas has become? I don't know. Even so, it, Maryland is a top 10 basketball job in the country. I guess. And they're going to offer a lot of money. They have Under Armour money. Yeah. But they don't put towards football. They put it towards basketball. I don't know if you saw Rick yeah. Pitt, there were rumors about Rick Pitino possibly taking the Maryland job, but he actually tweeted this morning that he is committed to Iona and the players. Sure. Iona's upsetting someone in the tournament. They're a team I have circled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, we're getting to the point where, in my head, I've watched enough and bet on enough college basketball this year to where I know the teams I think might go far, and I know the teams that I think are going to get upset. And there's a few that I'm very confident will get upset. Just in the way they play, like te- specifically teams that play like ISO ball and – UCLA is a prime example of that. I think they're going to get upset early. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Darling last year, and then. I mean, they were great last year because that's because they ran plays, they ran the pick right. and roll, they ran off ball screens to get guys like Jamie Hawkins open in the lane to get Johnny Juzang open for a shot. But I watched it. I watched them a bunch of times this year, and all they do is run ISO ball with Johnny Juzang. And Johnny Juzang is a good college basketball player, one of the best players in the mm-hmm. country. But he's not that. I mean, he was in the tournament last year, but this year he's not that guy. And it's really killed them. They were a top five team, and now they've fallen into the teens. They're probably yeah. going to be like a four seed in the tournament now. He's a pure hooper, though, and that's the kind of guy who, who can get, get yeah. far in the tournament. He'll probably come back next year, too. And You, yeah. you think? Well, uh, I don't think he'll get I, I wouldn't draft him. I don't know. In I the just, first round. I feel I like he's got to be running out of eligibility now. Juzang, he's a s- junior, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, the NCAA tournament's coming up. That's hype. We'll do we'll do a bracket for that on here. We'll do a little bracket for that. We'll talk about Actually, that. Actually. We might not. Yeah, I don't know. If we'll That's a record lot. before the tournament starts. Yeah, uh, last year on no, the pulse, on the pulse, me and um, Clear. Will Levinson filled out an entire bracket on oh, there. God. I don't even. I don't even want to hear Big Will's college basketball takes because I know he doesn't watch the college basketball. He watches yeah. the Gators, but he doesn't watch that much college basketball itself. But he's still the type of guy to come on and try and talk about these teams. I mean, to be fair, that was me last year. Yeah. I, it's fun to fill out the bracket. You know, oh, it's awesome. And, it's and one the great the, thing about it, or the bad thing, depending on what side of the. Um, where you fall is that whether you watch all season and bet on it all season or you're a casual who hasn't watched a game all year and fills it out based on the colors, your chances of getting a good bracket are you got the relatively the same. Yeah. Yeah. Same odds. Yeah. It's Last true. year I picked Illinois to win it all. And they yeah, lost because the, they were the darling. They Everyone lost, picked Illinois. They lost in the round of 32. It was one of those group thing things like, oh, Illinois. Yeah. No, Josh Edelman, uh, who maybe we'll actually get on. They just became turn. such a darling. He, he is actually a wealth of knowledge of college basketball. I, I hate giving him compliments. but. And did he pick Illinois? No, he was all in on Baylor. All year. He said Baylor is the best team in the country. Baylor... And the, Baylor was a one seed, but they weren't the number one overall seed. They probably would have been the number one overall seed had they not got slammed by COVID midseason. I remember Jared Butler, Davion Mitchell, Masio T. Like they all got came down with COVID. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I will give props to Edelman for that. He does know his college basketball. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll bring him on. That would actually be kind of funny. I don't know if he'd be too receptive to that though. We'll see on the podcast. I, yeah. I would have him. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Inject some memory Jones positivity in, into the into the studio. Yeah, he, is, he, he is the worst Emory Jones sympathizer you will ever meet in your life, and the most unnecessary Anthony Richardson hater that you love. Like the things really? that the things that he will compliment Emory Jones on, he will refuse to compliment Anthony Richardson on. Like, why? He's a weird kid. I don't know how to describe him. <laughs> Emory Jones is a great he, guy. He also likes being different. He's one of those kids that likes arguing. He's different. And Contrary. likes to take different stances from everyone else. And he's overly positive about his sports team. And you can't trust kids he who are from Georgia. He was all in on the Gators basketball team until we lost to Arkansas. Oh, so was I. Oh, until Arkansas. Arkansas. Until Arkansas. Oh, okay. That was oh, recent. No. Yeah. yeah. Weird stuff. But yeah, anything else going on in Gator sports? Though? Anything else going on in Gator? Well, there's always, always, always. You brought up Corey Raymond. Yeah, we brought up some Florida Miami stuff, so we could talk recruiting a little bit. Corey Raymond's got the three top cornerbacks in the country, <laughs> three five-star cornerbacks. Um, the weekend of March nineteenth is the weekend that we're going to be back here. It is a yeah. loaded, 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 loaded. Handler's going to have to rise on campus. the occasion that weekend. Handler, yeah, make sure it's going to be a planetarium. His mind is right. Stars. Thought that was a good one. Oh, yeah, that was, that was solid. That was a pretty good one. That was really good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're on here Came for. Came up with that on the spot. But, um, yeah, I mean, five-star cornerback, AJ Harris, who is rumored to be a Florida lean at this point, will be here. Tony Mitchell, another five-star from Alabama, which is big that we're so high on his list. Cormani McLean. We, I guess we have Sam Heller to thank for that. Obviously, that the white whale of this class, Cormani McLean. It seems to be all that we're going to talk about for the next however many months. And that's okay because he's the kind of kid who's going to step on campus day one, start. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. his recruitment's going to be, at least for me, a really, really interesting one, not only because of what he brings, but I think because of what it'll say about recruiting going forward with Napier and Cristobal now, right? Because I think he's the kind of kid who, in past years, Manny, Mark Richt at Miami, Mullen at Florida, He's a Georgia or Miami kid, right? Now it's looking up like it might be shaping up to be a Napier-Cristobal battle with Saban 
probably making uh, build a wall uh, around no, Florida. Well, build a wall. I don't care it, if we lose to Mario. That's fine. You can discount Cristobal you all you want, listen. but he's got he's got Lance Leggett at, in his ear. Paul County, like they've. They've put together. They've got. A, they've got to support staff like we do with former players and stuff who are in his ear. Like you, I wouldn't count them out. According to Miami fans, Napier and Cristobal is not the rivalry that's no. going to be happening. It's Saban and Cristobal because Cristobal is apparently a threat to Saban's recruiting. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Miami. That, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Well, what I'm going to say for that is. If we lose to Miami, that's one thing. I don't want to lose to Saban anymore. Build a wall around Florida. Build it. Honestly, and that's a great point because in the past, I would say, okay, it's Saban. Fine. Yeah, no, what are you I don't do? want that anymore. I don't Keep want kids that. in the state of Florida. We made, uh, you we made these things coaching that make me angry about college football. Nothing makes me more angry than Florida kids leaving you the state of Florida. I can't believe I didn't even think of that because I one. agree. It number fucking one. sucks. It we sucks. are in the state of Florida. One of the most... One of the biggest hotbeds of talent in college football in the country. Only, I would say, Texas and California hold the candle to us. Maybe Georgia, too. Georgia's awesome. No, but no, nobody does. No, we're Georgia, we're Florida. We I'm all of the lie. best athletes are I'm Florida. not going to lie, though. Look at the best players in college football the past couple of years. A lot of them are from Georgia. No, yes, I don't care. They're, they're yeah. top-heavy, though. They're top-heavy. Depth-wise, all these rosters are just full of Florida kids who did their speed training chasing freaking rabbits. Yeah, they don't the, do that anywhere else in the country other than South Florida. The fact right? that we had the mindset like, oh, it's just saving. That's obviously why. No, the fact that that was our mindset, it's just... Oh, the last regime just makes me so angry because we, shuddering. I'm, I'm, no, I'm shivering. University of Florida. We can't be saying, "Oh, oh well, they just went to a better program." No, no, no. That's how apathetic we were about recruiting. That's how apathetic everyone was about recruiting. We're the the last flagship years. university, and the most talent-rich place on earth. We're back on earth. We're back. Can't say it yet. Uh, no, I, we're I like Billy. We're back in recruiting. I like Billy a lot, but we're back to having I, people I, who I'll only who, say yeah. I love him. Once we start winning football games, I'm not that saying incredibly I'm, fair. I'm yeah. not talking about winning football I, games. I get what Zach I'm talking is saying. about being in the recruiting, in the running for these, not just hat on the table, you possibly hat on the head, you possibly hat on the head. You. We're we're putting ourselves out there. Yeah, you know, we're, we're putting ourselves out there. there. Like, you can't score like, if you don't shoot. It's That's like what. the bar scene. Like under Dan Mullen, we were the guy who would stand in the corner and not even be in the running to to. Go just talk expect to girls, people you know? to expect yeah. people to come, come up to us. Yeah. That's not how it works in the real world. Gas station hat, end of the table, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you buy the hat at Cracker Barrel. And Thought maybe we would just get by or... on on looks alone and and have them come. To, that's not how it works. And Billy knows that. Um, that's why Billy has people like Katie Turner. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you want to talk about um, Florida players leaving the state of Florida? You know, being bad for us and and for Miami, it's also bad for you know the landscape of college football in general. Because what's also made me angry over the last seven eight years, the the, the college football playoff era, right? It's the same four or five schools every year: Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, Oklahoma. And look at their rosters. Look at where a lot of the players are from. They're doing it on the backs of players who should have stayed here. So if you want, you know, if you want some of those programs who are up there every year to take a bit of a hit, it starts with Napier and the I hate to say Cristobal is you getting can't really, those kids to stay in state. The thing that's shitty about all this, though, is you can't really blame a kid for committing to Alabama or Georgia or Clemson or not, I don't think. No, Oklahoma. of course you can't blame because them. But, their but, track yeah. record 
from what they see in the NFL, at the end of the day, all these kids want to make the pros. And you're going to the place that you think will best suit you up for the pros. Right, we're not blaming and the kids. We're blaming our staffs for not. Yeah. No one's blaming the kids. Yeah. yeah. No, I would have done the same crap. Just, yeah, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy that we have the mindset like, oh, it's, it's okay. We don't need to be in the running for them. Well, that's because Dan there's somebody Mullen. better. That's Dan Mullen yeah. and Mississippi State. The interesting thing about Mississippi State is like Mike Leach, apparently Mike Leach never gets to the facility before 12 p.m. <laughs> Noon. Like, he probably does the same shit that Mike Leach Mullen is not did. of this planet. Like, that's why Mississippi State is probably a dream job if you're just like a football guy like Mullen was. If you, if you don't well, want to Well, it's a built-in excuse. Oh, you can't bring kids to Starkville. Oh, so no. I'll sleep in later. Starkville, take yeah. Extra we vacations. can't recruit kids to Starkville. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get who we can. Nick Fitzgerald, UT Chattanooga. Where'd you get Nick Fitzgerald from? I took him from UT Chattanooga. Good football program. And it's funny because I used to I used to like that video of Mullen. Oh yeah, that's a crazy thing. All these things that I we'll, thought he was cool. All his these things we'll cigar use cigar in his mouth that wasn't even lit using a. All these things we'll use to shit on Mullen. We once upon a time loved. <laughs> yep, and that's and that's how it goes. We'll lie. And we'll continue to lie it's all a, off it's a cult of here on the Won't Back Down podcast. We're not done yet, though. We're I, not I done am yet, the though. biggest liar on this planet, maybe, about yeah. sports. So you'll never find a bigger supporter of their team's players, mostly, than mm-hmm. me. Yeah. So, yeah. Who else? I know there's one more. Oh you've God. been all in my ear about lately, trying to get me to a meet. I, I wish I would have made it to one. Uh, uh, let me tell you we something. We have next season. Other than football, because football is obviously king, gymnastics is the most exciting, exhilarating, just breathtaking sporting event I've been to at UF. I have gotten many people to come with me to meets. I got my mom to come with me, my sister. Everyone just has the same exact experience. It's just absolutely incredible what these athletes can do in front of these massive sold-out Odom audiences, which I've never seen at any basketball games, honestly. Not a single seat empty. Just absolutely incredible. We just beat the number two team, Oklahoma, last week. And you guys obviously remember the P. Ryan run, right? Of course. So, you know, like he first breaks the first tackle. The crowd goes, oh. And then he breaks the second one. The crowd explodes. Similar moment, Trinity Thomas. Uh, so the way, the way gymnastics judging works is you got, got two judges. They flash the first judge's score, and they flash the second one after that, and they take the average, and that's their score for the event. Obviously, a 10 is the highest. So Trinity Thomas absolutely nails her floor routine. And, all right, judge one, 10.0. So the whole crowd's going, oh. Judge two, 10.0. The whole crowd stands up, starts cheering, goes crazy. And it was just incredible. It reminds me of that P. Ryan run. Had to mention oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if what you can make it out to gymnastics meet, uh, no more home meets this year, but... Next year. I didn't get to go this year. I'm going to try and go next year. Mm-hmm. You should, we should. You need to. It'll be my last year on campus. I'm going to try and get yeah. a bunch of things I haven't gone to. Absolutely. Softball game. I haven't been to softball game. game. Haven't been to lacrosse. Soccer. Soccer. Lacrosse yeah. electric, yeah. And we're good. Can we go to track meets? I don't know. I'm going to run Swim meets. Yeah. The marching band. Who knows? Oh, we'll go to everything. I, I'm the biggest... I'm, I'm the biggest... Uh, yeah. Pride of the sunshine. There's one here. thing that... Um, I regret not becoming a Cicerone. Zach regrets not becoming a member of the marching band. <laughs> I love the band so much. He loves the, yeah. I, I know all of their, their little shticks, all their songs. I, I don't care. I'm a nerd. I don't care. 
It's great. No, no shame. It's great to be a Florida Gator. And we all love the Gators. And we all love you, our fans here on the Won't Back Down podcast. You've been listening to us from some pretty interesting locations. Yes. We actually figured out we could look at that. Yeah, I figured out <laughs> that I can use Megaphone to find out where our listeners are the other day. And um, we've got one download in uh, Luanda, Angola. So shout out Angola. One in Mumbai. Most of them most of, um, are from places you'd expect, but... Apparently, we have around 100 in Germany, which leads me to believe it's a couple loyal listeners, I guess, in Germany. So if that's you, you know, shout us out on Twitter. We want to know who's listening to us um, in the Albstad region of Germany. So, yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah, contact us on Twitter. Yeah. Let us know. If that's you. Yeah, and keep contacting us on Twitter. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Reach out to us on social media. We've got our new man. We're expanding our operation. Galpern has officially joined the Won't Back Down crew. We're the gonna network. Keep, we're going to keep expanding. We're going to keep bringing on more of our friends. We're going to try and get you guys some good guests. Hopefully, we'll get Zach Abelverde on here at some point. Yes. We've talked to, to Don, talk potentially Donovan Kaiser from On3. Even though he was kind of weird about it when I asked Corporate him. Corporate Don. He was kind of weird about it when I asked him about it. I got one more little nugget for you guys before we head off. Jason Taylor just hired by the Miami Hurricanes in an off-field role. What was I just saying? They're 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 going after a little bit of an Army type deal. They not are. not to the extent that we are, but it's yeah. a good hire. It's a good. I mean, how is uh, you, there's no way that I you wish could the Dolphins would have brought him. Spin in that as a bad thing. It. That would have been cool. Which so Big Will's not here, so I'll handle the little <laughs> Dolphin segment at the end. Uh, Mike McDaniel's awesome. I love Mike McDaniel. I, I don't. I, I, I am. Ob- I, I am obsessed with Mike McDaniel. I, 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 I am I'm literally. I am quite literally <laughs> infatuated by Mike McDaniel. Well, yeah. I mean, Big Will. He's got to win football games for us. It doesn't matter. He can literally go zero and seventeen, and he will still be my favorite person in the National Football League. I love Mike McDaniel. Yeah. I love the staff hires, and it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Okay. Tua Tango Vilo is it, good. It's the Dolphins. Until, good. until, it, until I say he's bad. It's, it's, it's the Dolphins, it's Big Will. I mean, you can never be determined. It, it, it has to be bad. It just has to break at some point. It, it just has to. Tua is good. To, we'll uh, see. Chris Greer didn't seem too uh, I I did enthusiastic this, about that. This guy, Mike McDaniel, is awesome, though. He's, he's he is, so fucking awesome. We can make fun of Big Will all we want, but yeah. M- Traylon Burks said that his interview with the Dolphins was weird because McDaniel was apparently grilling him about 90s rap music and hip-hop. And <laughs> That's amazing. That's I tweeted awesome. this out. One man's definition of weird is another man's definition of awesome. There has definitely been team... Like, apparently when Tua had his interview with the Dolphins, Flores made it seem like he hated him. Like, which he did. He did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. But it's like, there, there's much worse interviews you could have than a guy like Mike McDaniel, who's funny as fuck, just talking to you about rap music. <laughs> Kiss, marry, kill. Yeah, I, this guy Mike McDaniel is interesting. I, I'm really excited to Who, see. What were his choices again for that? Um, he said he would kiss Matt because of his eyebrows. He would kill um, um, McVeigh because he. Beat he would him. kill McVeigh because he just beat him, and he would marry Kyle because he spent the most time with him. Fair, yeah. But he Settled answered it like whole heart. He didn't even blink yeah. when he answered it. He was like, "Yeah, I would love to kiss Matt Lafleur. He's dreamy." Yeah, Mike McDaniel's cool. That's what Mike McDaniel Mike cool. McDaniel he, said. Not that's me, the thing. Yeah. Need, the Dolphins okay. need to be cool. We're in Miami. Okay. We're the Miami Dolphins. We got a brand new state, like a cool stadium. We've got a young team. The Dolphins need to be cool. We Dolphins were just, are cool. We got cool. Players. We were not. We were not that cool under Flores. We were. Re- we were painfully boring under Flores. We were good. The defense was Brady became likable all when he left the Balachek regime. Yeah, I think you're going to see that with some Dolphin players. I'm finally uh, being well, able so to show we more personality. We got personalities. A lot of people McDaniel's specifically up here it. in our social circle hate the Dolphins because of. 
one big Will Levinson. But <laughs> the Dolphins are actually like a really likable team, I feel like. We have hey, Will's a, never gonna get sick again with all the shit we're talking about him when he's I, not here. I have a, <laughs> No, I'm being serious. Like there's many people in and uh, me and Big me and Big Will are the same age. So, like we have a lot of the same friends yeah. who dislike the Dolphins solely because <laughs> of Big Will, because of how not spite rivals. We yeah, spite rivalry. Yeah, we have a hot takes chat with a bunch of bunch of us, and Big Will is always you know I, I wouldn't even say hot takes. He g- spits facts in this chat, but other people, Jets fans, fans of other Dolphin rival teams, don't like it so much. No, the, but the Dolphins have a bunch. Like Christian Wilkins is very likable. Oh, he's he's the most. Jalen Waddle, the Jav- they're all funny. Yeah. They're all the, the yeah. Waddle yeah. celebration is the best celebration in yeah. the NFL. Yeah, yeah. But or Wilkins is warm. That's the Dolphins segment, and that's our show today. Victory warm. Want to thank Zach Galpern for filling in for Big Will Levinson. Hopefully, the you were, normal you were pretty good. Thank hopefully, you guys the normal crew will be back hopefully. for Thursday. But we're gonna try. I know we've been kind of shitty this semester of getting episodes out every week we're kind of trying to put more people in place so if me and big will's schedule doesn't work if lehman's busy one day just that we can have people to record and put out content we're all students we all love the gators we we're just sitting in here having conversations we would have sitting at the lunch table hashtag so bring zach back and we do it all i think we will i'm starting that i think we will oh galper i was supposed to zach cohen's not coming Unless <laughs> we have a, a Zach a Zach episode, I think we should have a Zach, Zach episode. We can do a Zach I, 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 episode, I, but we need a moderator. I, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know how Colin would. Colin would just come in here acting like he runs the place. I think we, we can find a good moderator. Who would be a good one? I think Lehman would actually be a good moderator between or, or, between Galper and Colin. How many people can we fit in here realistically? Realistically, we well, could we, fit uh, we have four mics. Well, we, we have only four, four mics, so we're pretty limited by but that. We could fit five, I think. Fair. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we could call someone in, so it's gonna get real fun, folks. We're we're expanding. You get ready because last football season was great. We had a great time, but we were just getting started. This football season, we're coming, we're coming right up the ass, Larry. We're, co- <laughs> we're coming for it. We're coming for it all. <laughs> we'll see you guys. I'm gonna be in Mexico. Gal- me and Big Will are gonna be in Mexico. Galpern and Lehman are gonna be in yeah, Vegas. Find Maybe my we'll Mary tweet Ferguson. Out. Hopefully, hopefully you'll find your Mary Ferguson. We'll tweet out some vacation photos for you guys. We'll try and keep some content flowing. But until then, <laughs> Will we? we'll see you right before March Madness. Yeah. Any parting shots, guys? Wish me luck in my marathon Sunday. Holy First shit, one. good luck. Good race luck. number one, yeah. Ooh, rooting for you. Appreciate it. Yeah, will be fun. He's I'm been excited. running 25 miles every day. Yeah. Oh, we'll send out a tweet about Lehman's marathon time. We'll do that. Galpert, any parting Breaking shots? Breaking four hours. Just thank you for having me. I had an absolute was awesome. blast. Yeah, no, it was great. And, yeah, thank you guys for listening. This is the Won't Back Down Podcast. And that's all, folks. Thank you for listening to the Won't Back Down podcast with Will Levinson, Sam Patosa, and Jake Lehman, a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network.